On this week's episode of Third Party Controller Podcast, we have everyone back this week. Yes, Joe is back. Not only do we talk about all the new games, like Fire Emblem, Three Houses, we also talk about the chance of Master Chief seeing his face in the new TV show, and we celebrate 30 years of the Nintendo Game Boy. All that and more on this week's episode of Third Party Controller Podcast. Let's get it going. Welcome to Third Party Controller Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse P.S. Libra with... Beto Sparza. And... Joe Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. And yes, you are hearing that correctly. Joe is here. Hey, guys. Joe is back on the show. Got a special guest today. Special guest, Joe. I'm... I'm uh, Flippin' Ramirez. I'm regular... Let me introduce our new third um, party controller member, Lucy. Lucy, take it away. Lucy the dog. She's she's speechless right now. She's she's just surprised. And she just quit. <laughs> she just walked away. Well, I guess she forfeits her place and gives it back to Joe, unfortunately. But uh, I'm a, I can't, guys. I can't be on every ep- episode, every show. I mean, I I'm busy sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I work. I teach. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm busy, guys. Sometimes I'm sorry. Working the corner. Is work, but teaching tricks. What kind of stuff is that? <laughs> you lost yourself. I did. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're back together. Joe is excited. Joe is excited to be on the show. So, as always, let's get this going because what we got going is good. We Beto? Gotta get, we got to get it while the getting is good. Beto? What's up, fool? Where you going, fool? To my pad, fool. For reals, fool? Nah, fool. I'm going to the store, fool. What's up? For reals, Going to the store, that's fucked up. For reals, fool. For reals, fool. Yeah, fool. For reals, fool. Yeah, fool. Damn, fool. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. It's not cool. Don't never lie to friends. I got back into... Judgment. Judgment. Uh-huh. Um, I played I played some of it the night before, yesterday. Uh-huh. And I was playing the shit out of the fucking batting cages. <laughs> <laughs> is uh, it the same or is it changed yeah, up a bit? It's the same thing. Not, from what I remember, it's the same thing, but it's, yeah. it, it was cool. But uh, I actually got more into the story today, too. Play the like, play for like another two or three hours. Yeah. Um, it's fun. I like I, It's... It's kind of like Yakuza, but it's also its own thing because mm-hmm. you, you're you're more you do more like a character interaction stuff. Yeah, and I, I really like that. I've, I like that in a lot of games. Really, that's what really like gets me, <clears throat> like hooks me. And uh, so you interact with uh, like somebody on the street. You develop friendships and stuff. Yeah, and uh, I haven't done too much. I haven't I don't have a lot of friends. <laughs> uh, why wouldn't you want? Why wouldn't you just want to do that in real life, though? Because uh, I don't really, I'm, I'm antisocial. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, just to care, you, you're interacting with characters, and like if you build up uh, your friendship meter enough, you get they give you like items and stuff. Yeah. 
Um, so I just met one person, owner of a restaurant, and uh, that was it, pretty much for just the character interaction stuff. But uh, it's it's cool, just investigating. That's how you, like it's. Uh, you could use a drone to investigate. Like you could. Uh, you have a camera. Is it is it available to you anytime or only certain no, missions? No, certain missions. Oh, okay. Well, so far at least, because I'm still like pretty early on in the game. But uh, there's one where I use a a drone to look for a somebody that I'm trying to investigate, mm-hmm. and just n- navigating the the drone is kind of hard at first. But it was cool figuring out like what it is that you had to do. Like you look for them, you uh, you could like zoom in the camera. You hit the R button, and then uh, to investigate, you hit X. You're like, oh, yeah, that's him right there. Yeah, yeah. That motherfucker right there. Yeah. And then um, just, the, just the the detective work in it is really fun. Mm-hmm. It's not hard. Like like in uh, L.A. Noir, it's kind of difficult to try to figure out some stuff. Yeah. That you had to do is this is really basic, but it's it keeps you uh, interested. It's not too hard like, uh, like any other games. Or, I mean, I don't know a lot of... Uh, Detective type of games there are out there, mm-hmm. other than like Eleanor, maybe Batman games, I guess. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's 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 really easy to pick up, like under understand all this stuff. But um, you, it's playing this. I'm like, oh, I wanna I wanna go visit some of the places that I visited in uh, in Yakuza. Mm-hmm. But it kind of already does that for you. Like, oh, go here, go to Don Quixote, go get this. Like, oh, I remember this part. It's like, oh, this is where this thing is. And like, oh, I actually have to do something there. It's like, oh, it's kind of like, it feels, it feels like you're retracing steps from, from Yakuza 6. Oh, really? Yeah, it kind of feels like that, but even though you're not. Yeah. Because uh, Kamurocho is not big. Mm-hmm. So you're going to do a lot of stuff that you did in Yakuza. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, so far it's been fun. I'm going to hopefully finish it soon. Like I say, every, every, every other game I say, but hopefully I finish, <laughs> but I don't. But uh, I think I'm going to, I'm going to. I got pretty hooked today, so I'm I'm looking forward to playing some more. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was it. Just judgment. It's cool. It's fun. Like you said, like it's you 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 said it best. Like it's uh, Kamurocha through a different lens. Yeah. It's like a Michelle Gondry directed uh, Yakuza, and then like Darren Aronofsky directed this. It's a little <laughs> darker. Hey, hey, we're That's in America. It. It's Michael. Just call him Michael. What? Michael Gondry. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. I don't call you Robert. What's We're in Roberto? America here, okay? Huh? It's not Robert. It's Robert. Well, if it was Robert, it'd be Robero. I don't... <laughs> I don't call you Robero, okay? <laughs> uh, Alfonso Robero. But yeah, that's what... That's what I feel like. It's dope so far. Yeah. Uh, the fighting in it is, is cool. Oh, you know what? The Something I like this... In Yakuza, I feel when you ran into thugs, you know when you could run random random thugs would come and fight you. Yeah, uh, it would kind of start a cinema to be like thugs, and you uh-huh. fight them. This you just it's seamless. You go, they run into you. There's like a quick little pause, uh-huh. like them stopping, and then you start fighting. You fuck them up a little cinema just to like the finishing move, and that's it. There's no like, there's no like long cinemas like there would be like introduction to these characters. Yeah, I like that. It's really quick. Cause like even like, faster. Yeah, because it gets it gets so repetitive sometimes. Like yeah, oh, yeah. thugs, yeah, thugs yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's dope. I like it. What about you, Joe? So, wait, wait, wait. Before, before, oh, before, uh, Joe, you you go. Um, there is something I've forgotten to bring this up on on the show for a while, and I keep forgetting, and I almost forgot until you started talking. So Beto had recently talked about getting a Nintendo sixty four and oh, getting yeah. 
uh, N64 game, <clears throat> Yoshi's Story is what mm-hmm. you were talking about before. And I let uh, Beto borrow some games. But here's the funny thing. When Beto got his Nintendo 64, he took it to my house. So I'm like, hey, let's just test it out here. So Beto pops in uh, <laughs> Super Mario 64, my copy of Super Mario 64. So Beto starts it off. I give him the controller. We set it up. And then he, he's, he's going, starting the game. And he goes into my file. He goes to the erase button. And I think to myself, oh, oh he's messing around. Beto's funny because, and I'll have Beto tell the real quick story why. Why would I not freak out about you maybe erasing my file? Because he thought I was messing around because I told him a story about uh, my friend's cousin deleting my my 1080 snowboarding uh, save file. I had like a record set on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he deleted it because he got mad that I beat the, the records. I think you've said this before. Yeah, I, just, I mentioned it a long time ago. But yeah, that's that's what he thought I was doing. So when he did that, I'm all, oh, he's, Beto's funny. He's pretending to delete my save file so because really of the 1080, and then Beto deletes my save file, and I didn't freak out or get pissed. I was like, "Oh, why'd you, uh, why'd you delete my save file?" Beto was confused and thought that the games didn't save to the cartridge. He thought it was like a save file on the 64. Yeah, because like, I'd, I'd never uh, owned a Nintendo 64, uh, and yeah, I had just true. bought a, a GameCube a couple weeks ago, or before. And uh, I deleted all everything that was on the memory card, and I completely forgot that they saved <laughs> the cartridge. So there goes Bethel deleting my save file on Mario 64, which was fine because it was like, I think I only got like four stars. So it's, it's no big deal. But I was just like, what is he doing? Oh, this is a funny joke. Wait, he did delete it. I don't, <laughs> think, he, I don't think this was but a this joke. Is kinda, this is, although it's not the same thing, it's kind of like my experience this week uh, that I had uh, with technology. I had a bad experience with technology this week with uh, a vending machine. Uh, I went to get something from a vending machine, and the item I was trying to get was D10. So, for whatever reason, I've used this vending machine hundreds of times, probably thousands of times, for as long as I worked there. For some reason today, I went in there, and I saw, oh, D10, perfect. Then I hit the D, and if I'd have taken an extra second to just kind of really think, I would notice, oh, there's the 10 button right there. But I wanted to push one zero. So I hit D1 and immediately something comes and starts coming out. So I hear the thing spinning and I'm like, oh no, I did it again. By the way, this is the second time I've done this. Guess what was in D1? What was Nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, oh, the thing shoot. was like $1.50. And I was like, son of a bitch. It was like That's the most awesome. expensive thing that there is there. And I was like, I did it again. <laughs> Couldn't believe I did that. <laughs> fucking hell, man. What was D10? It's like Oreos or something like uh, that. Okay. Yeah. I was like, oh, that looks good. Yeah. It's the most expensive. That's almost the most expensive thing there. And I'm like, nope. Just. And they're like, are you gonna ask for the money back? I'm like, really? Can I? I I <laughs> fucked up. There <laughs> yeah, wasn't yeah. no one else to blame but myself. So, <sighs> technology guys never ceases to amaze, right? <laughs> yeah. But that's why I just found funny. So <laughs> there you go. Also. Huh. I see that you guys posted on Instagram that I was replaced as well, huh? Yeah. It's very funny. By Lucy. Very funny, guys. Um. Anyways, on to me. What's up, fool? I uh, actually, it's been you know what? I I played some new stuff. I played a little bit of different stuff, but uh, I didn't play any Destiny. What? What? Yeah. Are Excuse you okay? me. Are you something wrong? Are you I feel very 
I feel bad about it too because, because I, I played MLB read. the show. I actually did play that. They're counting too. on you to promote them on this show. There's to so keep much them new in in the two weeks that I haven't. It's been just about two weeks that I haven't really put any time in Disney. They've added new modes already. I really? love the fucking game because when I go back into it now, I'm like, there's new stuff for me to do now. That's cool. It's so amazing, and <laughs> they did delay the uh, the release of that uh, expansion for a few weeks, mm-hmm. which sucks. But at the same time, I was like, well, they've given me other stuff to do, so I'm cool with that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but I love this game. <laughs> I really love the game. <laughs> I wish you guys would play it. You know what? Uh, okay. <clears throat> Did you guys play the free to play? It's I'll, been I'll a, fucking work it's with you. It's been oh. a while since, since we've I could, talked. Uh, hold my head up high. It's been a while since we've talked. Probably a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the Destiny Legendary Edition, or mm-hmm. whatever it was called, that came with the expansion packs, not including what's coming up next. Yeah. Like everything, was on sale. At a game store for uh-huh. ten bucks. Oh, it was. Now I was getting ready. I was like, I'm gonna buy this. Ten dollars, it's nothing. Mm-hmm. Joe talks about it. I'll try it. And every time I kept thinking about it, and every time I was just like, Do I really want to put time into this? Do I? It's a double edged sword because like, if you end up liking it, it's ten dollars with everything technically up until yeah. this point right now. And I kept thinking, 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 here's, thinking, and then I decided not to. Here's the thing. It's a double-edged sword because if you go into it and you don't like it, even though it's only 10 bucks, you're like, oh, I spent 10 bucks and I don't really care about it. But if you do like it, you're you be prepared. You're going to put time that you probably are going to be mad that you put into it. You're going to be like, fuck. I would have been mad because if I didn't like it, I would have been like, damn, those 10 bucks could have been 20 tacos. Where? Jack in the box. Jack in the box. Ugh. You know, fuck you, Joe. They're not real tacos, though. They're not you, real Joe. tacos, but they're they good. They they get the job done. They're not real tacos. I also didn't say that they were bad. <laughs> <laughs> they're just not real tacos. Yeah. Anyways, um, but uh, so I didn't really play, but I I was reading like it's so fun because sometimes I'll just like I'll Google Destiny to see if it's just like what's going on in the Destiny world because I really don't check that stuff. I'm not, like uh-huh. I, I like playing it, but I don't check. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like I'll go in there and I'll see a new story. It's like. They've added a new, uh, like, there's been a new update with, like, two or three new modes. And I'm like, son of a bitch, what? <laughs> or there's a whole new area that's opened up. And it may not even be something major, but I'm like, I didn't even know that was a thing. And yeah. then it's, like, all new again. So, God, I just, I love that game. It never fails to surprise me. Um, I'm trying to get the level cap, though. I'm uh-huh. trying to hit that level cap. I think I'm, like, at 720-something, almost 730, and the cap 750. I've never been You're able to there. hit. I've never been able to hit the the level cap. It keeps going up though. Huh? Yeah, because every time I get close, it, it moves up. Yeah. So I, don't, I doubt I'll make it, but um, we'll see. Uh, but what I did start playing was uh, I also played. I got back into Madden. I'm playing this season Madden. right before 20 comes out, which I'm gonna buy. Well, 20 already out. Well, yeah, that's right. It's out. But I mean, I'm gonna and I'm gonna get that. But I haven't gotten it yet. I want to play this. Probably play this last season. Are you gonna play any games this season? I want to, but I just never got around just to play it. You still got time. It's like an hour game, dude. Huh? It's like an hour game sometimes. It's not that bad. You got to prep. So there's like um, one of the things I was, uh, I'm doing this last season um, and I'm two and two right now. This is actually surprising. Um, Do you know what my record is? One and three? Because you won, you got it. The second game was a win. Right? Right. I think so. Are you four? I dude, I haven't right. turned it on. It's all simulated. Um, yeah, I think Dave is five and zero. Oh, his cousin's four and one. One of his cousins four and one, and then his cousin Serge is oh yeah. Like, Serge I mean, is terrible. I mean, 
It's pretty bad. <laughs> you think you? I mean, I don't know he lost shit, another. But... He lost a game to the computer. Like, remember how he lost like fifty something to like twenty or fifty something like that? He was like, Dave's like, yeah, hey, he lost like thirty, thirty something to three. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you, you've been playing so long. Like, you think you'd you think you did better, right? Because right? I, I fucking did terrible when I first started, but then I kind yeah. of get got the hang up stuff. I've never know? lost that bad, really. I, I've I've lost pretty bad before, though. I've never lost that that bad. But I lost I really bad because of last half, last last quarter, because I was trying to do other <laughs> shit. Jesse's like, well, no, 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 <laughs> no, but like, because I, I I like I just practice clock management a lot of the time, so it's yeah. like it's yeah, hard to run the score up. Yeah, yeah. But I just picture him just throwing like seven picks. <laughs> yeah, dude, I've done that before, like little four picks, especially in the last quarter, because of like just trying to th- throw bombs. Yeah, <laughs> trying to score quick, but no, it doesn't work. Um. But I actually like this year. Like I've, I've been trying to build my players, and and it was funny because like, you know, for for those that don't matter, this is probably gonna be boring. But like I was trying to get rid of Khalil Mack because in the game, he's 32 years old now, oh, and shit. I'm like, and I signed him to a, a, a way overpriced contract. So then like I put him on the trade block, and I looked in, and I was like, oh, you've got trade offers. I was like, cool, let's see what they've got. I mean, he's still technically a 90, like he's a high level, you know, still high highly rated. And I go and look, and I'm like, the best offer I had was like. A third rounder, a fourth rounder, and a sixth round pick, and I'm like, really? That's what <laughs> offer me? I was like, this game is fucking me. Like, mm-hmm. they didn't want to offer me really much of anything. I was like, wow, son of a bitch. So I spent like, I think one week, uh, one one day, I spent like an hour, fucking trying to trade him or trying to find something, and like, I was like, nobody wants him, and I was so fucking getting so mad. But I think so? it's crazy because, and that's one thing that I was noticing. I'm looking at reviews for um, the new Madden. Uh. I never really felt the game value defensive line or it's, defensive yeah. ends. So like Mac is like Khalil Mack, who now plays for Chicago, is a very he was, was kind of considered like a, a one generational best, yeah. one one of a kind player. Yeah, fuck yeah. When you use him or when you allow allow the computer to play him, like I'm using him because he was in the Raiders on, when I, when this game came out, he just doesn't have that effect. Like he's averaging like I was looking at his season per season stats and I was like, man, he's averaging like seven and a half, eight and a half sacks, which isn't bad. Yeah. But when he's considered one of the best players of the game, I'm like, this isn't. Yeah, that's how yeah. my running back Gurley, how how he was like, he he wouldn't do great. Um, my backup that I got that I drafted mm-hmm. played so much better, and he would get hurt all the time. Like he'd be out for like six weeks, come back, he'd get hurt again for like. Same thing happened with Marshawn, and he ended up just retiring. Like <laughs> the computer, like literally the game like retired him. So I actually that's another thing I have. I have like a seventy, like a mid seventies level running back right now who breaks who's like powerful and he he breaks through and i'm like holy shit like i actually he broke for like an 80 i lost the game but like on the second or third play of of when i was using i'm like he broke for an 88 yard touchdown and i was like when i would do that with lynch or other guys they'd break but then they'd get caught and i'm like he broke and didn't get caught yeah so i was like fuck this guy's actually so i'm like now i want to develop him um it's just crazy how certain players yeah, you can see that, and I actually have like my quarterback now is a is a I, I don't have car anymore, uh-huh. so it's this rookie, and it's kind of cool. Like I was like, oh, this is kind of this is gonna be a fun season to play to try to build these guys, but but going back to the game, like it didn't value those players, and I felt like the game more so valued like overvalued not overvalued but really valued like linebackers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to pressure the quarterback, you're better off blitzing. Lot, yeah, yeah, lots of blitzes to get to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, with yeah, because if you game, don't blitz anybody, like the, you, the yeah, quarterback's the in the pocket like, forever. Yeah. With the new game, I've read like the reviews and it's like it's changed. Like they're like there's more value to like defensive linemen, and there's also now like the uh, did your X Factor players. Mm-mm. So basically, X Factor players oh, have their abilities, special right? attributes. Yeah, yeah. So if you have a guy that's a defensive end or a defensive tackle that's an X Factor player, the odds of him getting into the backfield 
are better yeah. or, or like pressuring like a, a defensive player pressuring the quarterback are better because it's more based it's it's more real yeah instead you think of they it would have done being, that a long time ago though, yeah when well, i think they did but i think there was always the fear that they're going to overpower like it's going to be exploited um but That's i'm hearing now that there's that ways other. that you can as a as against that team you can defend against that still there's things you can do there's so also just, really good offensive linemen i mean you could just yeah. encounter that and then um the other thing i was reading too is like the, for the running game like some of the animations, like the physics and the animations have been fixed where it doesn't feel as... Because you never notice, like you'd, you'd run, you'd find a hole and you'd run, you're like, oh, there's an open hole. And then somehow you, you would like touch like the shoulder oh, and then okay. they would grab you yeah. like, that doesn't make sense. So I'm hearing that they fixed that and that the running game is more effective. So I'm like, okay, this, this seems really cool. So I'm looking forward to playing 20. Uh, I'm probably going to wait until, you know, how it goes. Within a month, it'll be 39.99. So... You're, You're waiting for a price drop then? Yeah, because yeah. they do it. They're notorious. You know they're going to do it. I'm hearing a lot of people are going to do that now. Well, EA yeah, does. EA yeah, does, does it like within a month. That game goes yeah. to 39 Well, it's already 50 bucks somewhere on Amazon. Uh, yeah, I saw there's like a 15%. Posts, uh, yeah. You tweeted about it. It was only 50 bucks. I found it funny because there wasn't a ton of people. Because there would there, be like a lot of people. You know how they have the Superstar Edition, which is like, what, like 20 more bucks for $80. You get it like a couple days early. They were doing it this year. Yeah. I was really surprised. Buddy Dave, Dave lot, got that. A yeah. lot of people will get it, and I just never noticed a ton of people getting it this time. Oh, really? Yeah. He weird. got it because he's big on Ultimate Team. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing that he was telling me, the Ultimate Team mode, which I liked. It was fun, I like it. but I hated the amount of waiting time. Like, between you would do one thing, like, it could be the small things, like the run play, yeah, and then you have to go back. Out. He says they now set it up in a series, so now... You'll have a series of them, and it keeps you in the game, and it does them. That's good. And I was like, "Fuck, finally!" Yeah, because MLB has certain stuff like that, like moments, but it's longer. Like, so you pull, you'll do a moment, like say you strike out the side. It takes like fifteen minutes, so mm. it's not a big deal. It's like like it with Madden. That's okay, but Madden, it was like a like, ten oh, second do a, thing. Do a ten uh, ten yard run with this uh, running back, and then you do it, and, and then, then kick you back lo- out. It loads to go into that moment. You do it and it loads to go back out and it just like fucking. Then such you have a waste to redo it. Yeah. yeah, it was just a lot of like like loading. And oh. now they're saying that they that that's not. He was telling me that it's not an issue. Like you do that and then it just goes to the next one and it keeps you on the that's game. Good. So it's like, oh, that's fun and that actually makes me want to play yeah. the Ultimate Team. Although, I play Ultimate Team. It's a fun diversion, but like I know in the end, I don't. Um, I don't like to. I'm not gonna spend money on it. Fuck no. So, um, we'll see how that that goes. But yeah, I'm gonna wait on that one. Um, I did play. I finally started playing Guacamelee too. Right. Oh shit! Okay, yeah. yeah. When is, when's the physical copy for? I saw that. I, I ordered went into. I, I have it pre-ordered since forever. Are already. both copies on the That's cartridge? That's the thing. I'm not trying to figure out if it is, but either way, I'm gonna get it. Yeah. For uh, the, for the Switch. For Switch. Yeah. There's a there's a cop, there's a a physical copy. It's limited edition, no? Something yeah. Like that? Okay. Limited run, you mean? Yeah, that's what I mean. Is it limited run or not? I, I, don't, oh. I don't think it's limited run games, is it? I don't know. Let me check. Did you order on Amazon? Yeah. Sorry, Joe. What, so what, what? How is it? No, yeah. So I started playing uh, Guacamole 2. And, um, on Switch? Yeah. Or PS4? Oh, wait, what are you getting? I had it. I bought it on PS4. It was on sale oh, a while okay. back. So I got it on PS4. And that's what I played the first one on. And I started playing that. And it's just, it's fucking great, dude. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, I like it. It's, it's, I got right back into it. I jumped in, and it was like, you know, it's it's in its way similar. It's pretty similar to the first one. A lot of mm. the same aesthetics, but mm. I really like the first one, and yeah. I'm liking this one. So, you know, I've put in probably a couple, a few hours already. Like, I, it's All it's right. really fun because I can just jump into it at any time. You know, yeah. you turn, power the system down, you power it back up, and I can just go right back to the same spot yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. So I always like being able to just do that. Um, 
funny. Like, it's still very funny. I wish I it, Guacamelee is a game like there's no it's all text dialogue. There's no voiceovers, but that's a game that I think would be really fucking cool if you if they actually had voiceovers. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like a like a like a Nacho Libre style fucking kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it yeah. would be really, really cool because yeah. they don't do that. Um, some of the jokes are, are a little flat, like the text jokes are flat, but mm. some of them are actually pretty clever. And uh, I so far, I, I really enjoy it. Like, I'm like, yes, this is fucking this is cool. Yeah, I like some of the on the first one, I uh, the references to like mm-hmm. wrestlers, like Player Uno and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and then uh, you see Batman and Bane on there. That's I, I love that stuff. You see, like really subtle. Like if you miss it, you won't. I mean, if you if you don't pay attention, you'll miss it. This was pretty funny because there's like um, it's alternate timelines now. They, they're right. and that's like this is the darkest timeline. There's all these <laughs> other fucking weird things that they go through, and it's just yeah. There's all kinds of like multiple. There's like multiple versions of a specific character. I think other characters too. And it's just kind of funny. Like it kind of messes things around where like a character in the first game that was bad because you're in a different timeline. He's no longer like bad or he's uh-huh. someone else. So it's kind of, it's, it's very clever. Uh, and I just, I mean, I've always loved the art style of the, or I love yeah. the art style of the original game. So for this one, I was just like, ah, it's fucking fun. And I actually feel, I, I'm probably not going to play anything else outside of Madden and even Destiny right now until I finish. Because I, was like, I got into it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to, I want, I want to get, I, I never finished the first one. I got close to I the did. end, and it got really hard. It does. It does get really hard, but I really like it. Yeah, it's, I need oh, more games. It's fun. Like Metroidvania games are cool. I think, uh, like Guacamelee is that perfect level of like. It's not too hard. Like it does ramp up too soft, <laughs> but it's not, it does ramp up difficult. Like later in the game, yeah, it does yeah. get hard. No, but like trying to figure like backtracking and stuff. Yeah, and it that. doesn't leave you lost. Like yeah, you know, you know where to you, you find where you need to go, and and you know it, it's it's for the most part pretty clear on how to do that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's that's basically that's pretty much what I've been. Uh. That's that's pretty much been it for me, guys. Jesse, what's up? Um. Well, from the last time I went, I went to San Diego Comic Con. It had been uh, two years since I had gone to Comic-Con. And you loved it. And, you know, I went, and the first 10 minutes, I'm like, oh, I'm back. It's Comic-Con. And after the 10 minutes, I was like, oh, it's Comic-Con. Yeah. My jadedness, my jaded, like, over it just kicked in after 10 minutes. Yeah. But I did meet someone I knew from when I worked at a comic book shop who was there. And I went up to him, like, hey, man, how's it going? And he's like, dude, this is like, I've been to every convention, which he has. He's been to, like, you know, um... It was his first time at San Diego Comic-Con. He'd been to, like, Stan Lee's Comic-Con. He'd been to WonderCon. He'd been to a ton of cons. He goes to all that, like, uh, uh, um, Frank's Frankenson's. Like, he does mm-hmm. all that oh, stuff. Yeah. He's a big figure guy, you know. And he just looks He's at me like, dude. a full-figured woman. Yeah, hell yeah. And he looks at me, and he goes, like, dude, this is, like, the big daddy of them all. Like, seeing how, he, how like, excited he was and how, like, awe, in awe he was... I was like, oh, okay, Comic Con still, still has. People that, yeah, there's still people mm-hmm. that dig it. I'm just dead like in, Disneyland. You know, I'm just dead inside. You know, just this. Hey, you wrong. go so many times, and you like it's the same thing over and over. So. Well, I went. I went what like almost tw- ten years, like almost tw- eleven years straight. Yeah, yeah. So that jadedness, but it was it was cool like to go and but I just remembered like I always loved going to the Marriott. Right next to the convention center because Nintendo always had their yeah you know they had I remember, the in, I in, about that yeah they yes. have their section in in a in an area at the Marriott like a um, a ballroom yeah. yeah and they would have it where you, where were the games so I was like I don't care about playing games I just wanted to go in there and take pictures of the little dioramas from Link's Awakening oh, dude, that and, show was dope. and I saw that they were giving stuff out and first thing I heard was like yeah there's like a line to get in and I'm like what it's like yeah there's a line to get in there. 
I'm like, dude, I had gone for like years and you just walk in and then it hit me. I hadn't gone for two years. What started that first year I wasn't there? The Nintendo Switch came out yep. and Nintendo was the shit after yeah. that. Before it was the Wii U, no one cared. Yeah, nobody gave a shit. No, <laughs> you were able to walk in, walk out, do whatever. And I, and that's when it hit me. I was like, oh, because the Switch is the biggest thing right now. Mm-hmm. That's why I couldn't get in there. And I was like, I don't want to wait fucking a while to get in there. I just wanted to walk in and get out. So like, shit. Now, now I think about it, I should have just waited because I wasn't doing much anywhere at the convention. Your mentality... Uh. Towards the the Comic Con, like how you're that jadedness is, it's probably how I would feel when it comes to like like I go every almost every year to yeah. Halloween Horror Nights. You know, uh-huh. like that thing. Uh, Except yeah. like like the only thing that I, I that the only reason I avoid that is because there's frontline tickets. You know what I mean? So like like and I know this is this is weird, but like if Comic Con had like a frontline ticket and it wasn't overpriced, yeah. I have a feeling like your jadedness probably would go down be a little yeah, pa- yeah. more palatable yeah, just yeah, because yeah. you'd be able. But it's like. There's no such thing for it's, that. So you know you're always going to be, there's going to be fucking gigantic lines no matter well, where you go. And it kind of like, I just think about like, when I think about Comic-Con, I think I, I just assume like, yeah, you're going to be in lines all fucking day. Well, here's the thing. Like, the more I think about it and stuff, like, if you've never been to Comic-Con, I do recommend going. Like, even just one day. If you're going to go one day, either like a Friday, Saturday, I'd say I'd recommend going that day. Yeah. You only really need to go one day. Um, I, I feel like. Um, even the thing, like, even if they had a front of the line pass... I don't want to go to Hall H. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go to a, 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 a television show panel. Like, don't get me wrong. It's cool to see that stuff and to see the celebrities there. Well, but really, it's like one just, day and it's one it gets leaked. Like, it's a fucking but one at the same time, suck off to them. But, yeah, really doing. but at the same time, like, they're just advertising to you. Yeah. Like, like our stuff. And it's like, yeah. and what? Like, hey, here, watch um, two minutes of a never before seen Marvel scene from the next Iron Man or the next Avengers or an exclusive and, trailer that you can watch later on that same day on your but, fucking phone. But yeah. even if not like before yeah. I would, what I would come back and be like, Beto, there's a scene. And then Iron Man goes, and then he goes, don't get away from the kid. And then oh, <laughs> it's, and it's like, it's cool. And Beto's like, all right, cool. I saw that one scene. Yeah. That he's gonna see. I'm gonna see a a couple, maybe a couple days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did maybe. think it was pretty funny though that like uh, the <laughs> they still did a a uh, Game of Thrones fucking panel. Oh yeah, and the and the, the producer and the fucking writers didn't show up. Yeah. They can't, they bailed on they it. They bailed on it. Left the cast to like try to defend the season, and I was like, that sucks. Um, the one thing. Or said, and also Seth Seth Rogen on his title <laughs> talking about it too. Like Brina, like let's talk about that, and he's just like <laughs> going off all like. About certain stuff, but I just thought it was fucking pretty funny. <laughs> um, but other like other than that, like it's it's still cool, honestly. Like for me, what Comic Con ended up being the last couple of years was just meeting comic book writers, artists, creators, just like enjoying the comic book aspect mm-hmm. of everything because yeah. I am a fan of comic books. So like uh, I know uh, Artist Alley and all that. Yeah, stuff? Artist Alley stuff like that. I would I would not like in my last couple of years was working part as a, a comic retailer, mm-hmm. so um, stuff like that is what caught my interest that, it, toward the end it was getting me back in and it was cool to see a lot of the people i knew from before this year so that was something that was really cool about comic-con and i was surprised about nintendo but then it hit me that the switch is the biggest thing right now so mm-hmm. that's why i couldn't get in there um other than that i did that um picked up and i am playing fire emblem three houses and i am enjoying it I've, I've enjoyed the fire emblem series but pretty much like it's a turn-based rts type of game but literally the fire emblem three houses is basically and everyone's been saying this and it's true it's fire emblem mixed with harry potter and the persona series 
and you're exploring this school you can recruit your students so what's cool is that you become a, like a professor like a teacher and there you get to choose which house you want to teach a uh, school of kids so you have uh, the black eagles the blue lions and the gold deers and you get to meet everyone and see who you want to uh, uh, which class you want to teach yeah. and you find out things you, you meet the students from those classes and I went with Black Eagles because they seemed the coolest to me that I liked, that, that I associated with more. But even like exploring the school, you get to meet other students and you might be like, dude, this person from like the Blue Lions is really cool. And you can try to recruit them to oh, come into cool. your class. Uh, and then like the more I'm getting into it, uh, the more it's like you can recruit them, but they have to like you as in like, oh, this person values strength. They value this. So if you you know level up your your uh, attributes to what they prefer, they're more likely to join your class. So you gotta fucking uh, seek approval with these little kids. Pretty much. That's fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> so that's something cool. Like I've literally haven't had that much time to play, but I have six hours in the game, and I've probably gotten into three battles. Um, and, but I like talking to students. I like going around the school. I like doing, cause then you can teach, interact, and then do certain things in the class. And then when you, um, are teaching your class, you can do one-on-one -on -one sessions with particular students that you want to, um, increase their attributes and you can either choose, Hey, okay. Yeah. You want to learn how to be an archer and better at like riding horses. But I think you would do really good being a spear, a wielder or being more of a leader and you can teach them and, and kind of get their focus more toward that. And they can either approve on it or disapprove. But if they approve, then it, it kind of gives you more points. So there's a lot of like balancing stuff and changing certain things um, on students and including yourself as a teacher, um, which I really like. And even though I've already had six hours on it, I haven't been bored. It's honestly felt like I've played 45 minutes. <laughs> but I look and I'm like, oh shit, it's been six hours. That's crazy. And not like, fuck, it's been six hours. It's like, oh shit, this has been six hours, but I've been like, I, I enjoy that stuff. I enjoy like, I loved it a lot in the Mass Effect series where you would go off and do a mission and then when you go back on your ship, you could talk to the rest of your crew. Um, it's probably not as involved as Mass Effects, but I would always talk to everybody. I just always like that dialogue and stuff you can get or, or talk about. And there's a lot of different things in the school and, and things aren't too taxing or, or, or overdone. It's not like uh, sometimes you can. Sorry. What, what happened? I just. <laughs> You bring up the whole Mass Effect thing. I just remember it like there was <laughs> so you know, like you had the romantic choices in Mass Effect. Yeah, you could yeah. go into the and onto the ship and then like uh -huh. you know, further things along. I just, I just remember Saints Row in the fourth the, the fourth game, uh they had an option. There was like there was a the parody on Mass Effect where you could go on the ship and basically do the same thing with fucking uh your your teammates uh -huh. guy or girl. Yeah. Like some of the guys would be fucking totally with it. Like, hey, so you know you wanna? And you'd be like Fuck yeah, let's get it on. And like the girls and like some of the girls, you'd have to lead it on. But then the, there was the one character. He's the black actor, dude. He's always he's the one with the deep voice. He's in a lot of stuff. And I just remember like when you proposition him, like when you can proposition for sex, he's just like, I don't know, man. It just, <laughs> he's just like, it's just too weird, man. <laughs> he just, he's the only guy. I think it was like, it really felt like the, the, the voice actor, like the actor was like, yeah, I'm probably not going to do that, but I'll, I'll throw a funny line in. And I just yeah. remember him being like, It'd just be too weird. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, there's a, there's a lot of things in Fire Emblem. And uh, I've played a lot of the, the different ones. But this being the first one on Switch, 
a lot of changes of actually being able to explore the areas because they wouldn't really have that in older Fire Emblems that I played. It was more of like static, oh, you're in this area, you're in that area, but this you can actually explore everything. And uh, it's pretty cool. I like it so far. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm digging I'm digging three houses, so it's really cool. Yeah, I want to get more into it. Yeah, I got I to gotta play that. Fucking Amazon took forever to deliver that <laughs> shit to me. I got to call them and see if I can get a refund or something because it, it, it said that I was going to get it on release date uh-huh. and I didn't get it until the following Monday. Yeah. So I'm going to call them bitches like, hey, yo, give me a refund or give me fucking six months of free prime. Bitch. I don't know. But I'd rather, I mean, I'm pretty sure they'd rather give me free prime membership than money, right? Yeah, because it really doesn't cost them fucking anything. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. So see you in a bit. Hello, you're listening to 3PC News with your hosts, Jesse Lira, Robert Esparza, and Joe Ramirez. So I'm not sure if you guys heard about this. This just happened, I want to say, yesterday last night, and it's blowing up right now. Um, A spreadsheet containing the contact information and personal addresses of over 2,000 game journalists, editors, and other content creators was recently found to have been published and publicly accessible on the website of E3 Expo. The Entertainment Software Association that runs E3 has since removed the link to the file as well as the files itself, but information has continued to be disseminated online in various gaming forums. While many of the individuals listed in the documents provided their work addresses and phone numbers when they registered for E3, many others, especially freelance content creators, seem to have used their home addresses and personal cell phones which have now been publicized. This leak makes it possible for bad actors to misuse the information to harass, to harass journalists. Two people who say their private information appeared in the leak have informed Kotaku that they have already received crank phone calls since the list was publicized. The existence of the document was first publicized in a YouTube video that journalist Sophia Norwitz posted on her personal channel on Friday night. In her video, Norwich described how the file could be accessed. On the public E3 website was a webpage that carried a link simply titled Registered Media List. Upon clicking the link, a spreadsheet was downloaded that included the names, addresses, phone numbers, and publication of over 2,000 members of the press who attended E3 the past year. Again, the E3 website has since been updated to remove the link, but cache versions of the site do indeed show that a link titled Registered Media List used to appear on a helpful links page. For some time yesterday, even after this page was removed, clicked on the link easily accessible through Google Cache versions of the page would download the spreadsheet from E3 website servers. The ASA provided Kotaku with a statement about the leak. The ASA was made aware of the website's vulnerability that led to contact lists of registration journalists attending E3 being made public. It wrote, Once notified, we immediately took steps to protect the data and shut down the site, which is no longer available. We regret this occurrence and have been put measures in place to ensure that will never occur again. 
the ESA representatives declined to respond to Kotaku's other questions about why the file was not properly passport protected, how long the file had been available to the public, and whether this was the way the journalist's personal data had been treated to the organizations in the past years. So yeah, there's a ton of people with a lot of their information uh, put out. So E3 and the ESA. Was it all people that were like uh, attending? So if you attended and you were a journalist and all that, your information and stuff is out there. Fuck, dude, that sucks. Yeah, and a lot of people I follow like on Twitter and stuff are just like, I had to change their phone number. Yeah, so a lot of people right now are just like they don't know what to do with the address part of it. Damn, because people could go to their houses, your business address instead. Can you do that? Oh, I mean, like, again, like, there's some people where their business is their home address. That's true, yeah. But I think, like, if you work for Kotaku, they would have like a business address, right? Yeah, no, I know, but like like, freelancers and shit. But still, out of the two thousand, even if it's a hundred, even if it's just a hundred people that gave their actual home address, that's a hundred too many. Fuck yeah, dude! Yeah, I. So here's the thing: I think it's bullshit. I mean, it sucks. I think E3 is fucked up in a major way. Um, I think for anyone that has access to these fucking. Uh, to the addresses and stuff like that, I think you really need to, you really better give yourself a fucking hard, give yourself that moment of like, like that morality or, or, you know, like just think about what you're going to do. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to try to fucking harass someone, we live in a day and age now where everyone thinks it's fine to fucking do, you know, the more I, the more like time goes on, the more I feel like social media is, it's just a goddamn fucking bane. It's just a very bad, it's, there's no, the, the, the bad, so outweighs the good, you know. Yeah. I know we, in, in some in some forms, we kind of need it because you know, especially for networking purposes, for doing stuff like that, I get it. But that the ability, I think too many people see that as ability to just bitch and complain and harass people with no with zero disregard and and no worry about anything coming back to them. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, you know, I know this sounds fucking crazy, but like for the people that are. You know that are in journalism, like the game journalism, or just any journalist. And when you're worried about something like that happens, you're worried about something like that happening to you, someone harassing you. Uh, defend yourself. Learn to defend yourself. You know this is coming from someone that trains, you know, yeah. jujitsu. Def- learn to defend yourself. It's a pepper spray. Yeah, be prepared. For something pepper spray. Arm yourself. I'm not saying for you to go. I'm not telling people to go buy guns and yeah, fucking, yeah. you know, like I. You know, you know, guns have a have a place in this world, in my opinion, under the right circumstances, with the right mind frame, you know. But learn to defend yourself, you know. Yeah. Really have that because going forward, you know, whether it be by accident, whether it be breaches, whether it be there's doxing, yeah. this is a common thing. You know, the fact yeah. that it's that it's E three that that this how this happened sucks, but this has been a common thing. Uh-huh. You know, doxing has become a popular thing. Learn to defend yourself, you know, make, get, get yourself, you know, be it, you know, uh, any, some form of martial art to defend yourself. Because I mean, I, I'm telling you guys, like as me, me being me, like we're small time. I get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? What are you talking about? No, what are you talking about? Just see, we fucking have EA money. Coming oh out. yeah, we, we got EA money. About? Anyways, seriously, you know, like we're, we're, we're not, we're not, we're no one big, but like someone had a fucking problem with me and came to my front door with something like that. You, you know, and, and wants to fucking try to harm me or wants to threaten me. That shit ain't happening, man. Uh-huh. They're in for a rude fucking awakening. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, for people that are, 
you know, in in you know the games, and that goes for any any form of journalism. And learn to defend yourself. Don't allow yourself to give people this power. You know, more and more I hear about people, you know, on social media be like, I need to take a break because I can't take all the negativity and all the fucking hate. And I'm like, yeah, it's getting pretty shitty, man. Yeah. Feel like they can tell each other the same thing. And that's the problem. I feel like, you know, like call it like an old school mentality, but like, you know, you have the social media thing and it basically gives you the ability to tell someone to fuck off with not fear, with no fear of them slapping you in the fucking face. Yeah. You and it's always did like you see did you see that recent account. video of a dude like it was a subway oh yeah and he's the, spitting and that dude the, he spit in the dude's face and then the dude just opened it up and you mm-hmm. see the dude's he fucking spit tall twice shit. yeah because he because because he so he so he, something happened and the guy spit in the dude's face and the dude started tried to, to open it and he couldn't open it right yeah. so he's having a hard time opening it so the dude came back a second time spit again in the guy's face then walked away but it was staying there didn't leave well finally the guy found the right angle opened it came at him. And, and knock him out. Like, I'm out not. I'm not condoning the amount of fucking violence that that guy put on him because I mean, he, 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 he beat the shit out of him. He, he dropped it. him and the then punched got, him and punched him, knocked him the out. Guy the guy that spit got his no, ass. Whooped? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. The guy that fucking got spit on finally beat got out, out, grabbed him, threw him to the ground, started punching him. He was already out cold and he was still punching him and then and kicked, him. kicked him. Kicked him in the head. Yeah. It's deserved. There's but, a level of it. Like I, I get it, but like you know, there's that thing. That's that's that thing where it's like, yeah. You just spit in someone's face, regardless of what you did. And that guy fucking was pissed, and everyone was yelling, but like, dude, that guy spit in, in your face? That's assault. That's bullshit. You know what I mean? So well, be prepared. Uh, what I, what the one thing, too, like a lot of people would say, it was like, you act that way, don't act like you're not going to get, there's not going to be repercussions. Like, you assumed you were safe. Yeah. And you thought you could do something where yeah. someone will kick your ass if you do that. Yeah. You and that's like, kick. And, 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 you know, we live the best thing. Like, more and more people, like, because of what you see on social media, more and more people will like feel like they can just do that and with no repercussions. I did like, see a funny video though that's nowhere near as, as bad as that. Um, a lady called the cops on some people in the streets that were just like throwing water around, like mm-hmm. having like just fucking because it was hot. Mm-hmm. She called the cops on them, and the cop kind of pulled over, and then like the girls like knocking on the the cop's window, right? And then they start th- <laughs> they start getting buckets and throwing water on her, and just wetting her just fucking like crazy. The kids, She's, yeah. <laughs> She's still knocking on the cop's door, like trying to get her, get him to open the door, but he wouldn't. So the cop wasn't doing anything, and the kids are just throwing water on her like the, the whole time. And she's just like right there, <laughs> knocking, and she's just getting while well, she's getting fucking water thrown at her. It's funny. And the cop just was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure the cop's like, I can't open the door. You're gonna get all the electronics yeah. in here wet." So, <laughs> yeah, it just it just it's fucking crazy that, that happens, you know? Like, hey, we're what do you think? What do you think happens to E3? I don't know. I really don't know if anything can. I mean, if it was an it could be. I mean, they get settled and then um, just fucking be careful next year. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys already heard, but um, out of nowhere, um, versions of Doom, Doom 2, and Doom 3 came on the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and the Nintendo Switch system. So they just showed up. $5 for Doom 1, $5 for Doom 2, or ten bucks for Doom Three. Not bad. Twenty dollars, you can get three Doom titles, especially on the Nintendo Switch. Oh, cool! Easy, portable. Take it on the go. You're good to go. But I don't know if you guys also heard. People, you know, downloaded it. They're like, "Awesome! I get to play Doom One on my Switch." Not only Switch, but other things. And then it pops up. Uh, log into your Bethesda account. And people are like, oh, "I don't, I don't, I don't want. I'm not gonna." 
play a little bit more, log into your Bethesda account. It would not let you continue playing unless you logged online to a Bethesda account to have it authenticate that you're online. And people flipped, you know, and I understand why. Yeah. Also, but with Doom 3, it only prompted you one time and then you're good. You can exit out and then <laughs> keep going. But a lot of people were upset because it's just like a game that's like, what? how old is that game now? Came out in the 90s, 20 almost, like 20 some years old. Almost. I don't even understand why you would charge money for it at this point. <laughs> I mean, again, five bucks. I don't it's think it's bad. bad man. It's like nothing. Mm. That's I know, Joe, 10 tacos. I know. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, uh, but 20 bucks for three games. Not bad. So. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but to have to have that, it's, it's kind of, it's really stupid. And, um. You know, Bethesda says it will make Doom re-release login requirement optional in a more recent update. So they're going to fix it, but already having that to begin with. Yeah, it's already annoying. It's kind of annoying. And uh, yeah. a lot of people said the ports are really nice, though. Really? Um, ports for Doom 3 were really good. Uh, I think the only thing was the for Doom 1, I'm not sure about Doom 2, um, the speed of the music is slower. Oh, really? Yeah, is what people have noticed. That's slower. Was Doom 64, is that Doom 1? I want to say it's... it's it is, is but it there one? was like custom levels, I think, for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I remember playing that and thinking that uh, the demon possessed me because I got sick. <laughs> it was actually motion sickness. Because <laughs> the frame rate was so fast. That, that's why, right? Because the frame rate? And it, yeah. I think it was, yeah. around and it gets you sick. The grand champion of the Fortnite World Cup Finals has been crowned Kyle Buga Gerdarf. A 16-year-old American boy took home the trophy and a $3 million prize. Gerdarf is a player for the Sentinels group and managed to careen past his 99 other opponents by wide margin, earning a total of 59 points. The runner-up, Pulsum, scored 33 points by comparison over the final six matches. The World Cup used a point-scoring system that encouraged players to not only place higher up in the rankings, but also eliminate opponents as they discourage players from simply hiding Idea. until the game ends. The win at the Fortnite World Cup instantly catapulted Buga into an upper echelon of competitive Fortnite. The new fame even brought unwanted attention as hackers briefly took over Booga's social media account following his $300 million win. Booga's social media team has since regained control of the social media channel. Words can't even explain how I feel right now. Gerdoff said from a champion circle, I'm just too happy everything I've done. The grind, it all paid off. It's just insane. So yeah, 16-year-old won $3 million. Wait, Okay, because you said 300 right Crazy. Now. <laughs> Wait, $3 yeah, million. Sorry, million. did I say 300 Sorry, $3 million. Well, yeah, dude, that's fucking crazy. Imagine being 16 winning 3 million. I read somewhere that he's actually going to take home like 1.5 million. Wait, isn't that everything after taxes? Like, yeah, it's still, still a shit ton of money. Still Imagine having 1.5 yeah. million dollars at 16. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. I'd probably die like two years later. <laughs> <laughs> From what? OD or something? Like <laughs> OD on what? <laughs> I don't know. like, I'm doing fucking drugs. Not a fucking monster. I, I, mean, the money. He's like, I got the money. I could just do drugs. <laughs> he's like, that was the only thing that was stopping me was the money. He's like, it's too expensive. I couldn't afford it. Now I can. EA CEO Andrew Wilson has opened up on why the publisher offers limited support for the Nintendo Switch, saying it's because people prefer to play EA games on other platforms. 
during EA's first quarter earnings call this week, an analyst floating the idea for The Sims on the Switch. But EA's head honcho disagreed. Anytime we're evaluating platform conversations, we're really looking at a couple of things, said Wilson. One, does the game really fit the profile of that platform in terms of the controls or the community ecosystem? Two, do we think the community playing on that platform would appreciate the game and go there? Or would they prefer to play it somewhere else? We have a lot of data that would suggest a great many Switch owners also own a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox One or a PC and very often choose to play the games that we make on those platforms, even though they have a Switch and enjoy a lot of the great content on the Switch. Only four EA games are currently available on the console, and even then, heavy hitters like FIFA are often stripped of interesting new features that are available on Xbox or PlayStation. Wilson said it would be unlikely to see plum bobs on Switch anytime soon, but not an impossibility. I wouldn't say that The Sims would never go to the Switch, he admitted. So pretty much how what I read under that layer, that thick layer of bullshit is mm. we can't microtransaction the shit out of the Switch games if we were to put them on there because of the limited online accessibility that the Nintendo Switch offers for their games. So we can't add a ton of microtransactions. We can't add all this extra bullshit, blah, blah, blah. That's why we don't want our games on Switch. Yeah, like if you put a bare bones game, uh, Sims game on the Switch, I think that's that's a perfect console for it. Like I would, I would, I don't play the Sims games, but if it was on the Switch, I think I would get it and play a good amount of it. Yeah. It's a perfect console for it. I tend to think that your interpretation of the whole situation is wrong, Justin. Yeah, I don't. Wait, I what? don't believe that wh- how you interpreted what they're saying. I think that's wrong. What do you think it is? I think big part of what they're saying is we're too fucking lazy <laughs> to right. actually that's optimize right. a port of something to take advantage of the switch because we're we're so fucking you know basically we're all into fucking graphics and we love our fucking uh, our what is that system what is that uh, the frostbite frostbite engine so much that we shoehorn that shit in everything and fuck up a lot of games that. Had the potential of being good. Yeah, we, we don't want to fucking... We're too lazy to fucking change that up. So, sorry, Switch. That's more along the lines of how I took it, Jesse. You're a little too jaded with the whole microtransaction thing right now. Microtransaction? Yeah, that's My, right. Microtransaction. Microtransaction Jackson. Microtransaction Jackson. Oh, my God. I want that to be a movie. Microtransaction Jackson. <laughs> and that's why I take weeks off, guys, because then I come back with the fucking fire. That's exactly why. After several delays and false starts, a live action Halo TV series is finally moving forward at Showtime. While the studio says it will stay true to the source material, there is one area that might make a big departure from the games Master Chief's face. There's all kinds of new drama that we will be exploring, but we will stay faithful to the canon. Showtime president Gary Levine, Levine told Deadline and the annual Television Critics Association, we're not going to violate anything that's in the canon. However, Showtime may cross one line neither Bungie nor 343 Industries has walked over yet, showing Master Chief's face. When asked by Deadline if the audience will see Master Chief's face in the Showtime series, Levine declined to answer instead offering a non- committal we have to wait and see reason i bring this up 
is uh, it was actually a conversation with uh, my cousin Janice that I had yesterday about it. She's like, what do you think about this showing Master Chief's face? And I said, I don't think Master Chief, it matters how he looks. Master Chief has a character. Um, you playing as that character in a game, and again, yeah, this is a TV show, but Master Chief, he's supposed to represent something else. More than anything, hope, a legend, legacy, whatever you want to call it, right? I'm also in the mindset that Master Chief is just a whatever character. Doesn't really matter. It's about the world he inhabits more than anything. You're just the vessel. He's the vessel to carry you along the game. And you're supposed to be a legend. You're supposed to be a badass. Showing how Master Chief looks, I don't think, is really the point of whatever this Halo not series necessary. needs to be. It's not necessary. It doesn't matter. That's why neither Bungie nor 343 has ever shown his face. Because it, it's kind of like you, right? It's yeah, like, it's, it's supposed to be like It has you. a voice. It's like you're, it's yeah. supposed to be you. You're, you're like the hero. Same thing they do with Link. They mm -hmm. don't give him a voice because you're supposed to put yourself in those, those shoes. Yeah. You know? But uh, I don't know. What, how do you guys feel about that? Yeah, like I said, it's a, I feel it's unnecessary. You don't really just have a fucking real helmet. All news and articles are from publications like IGN, Gotaku, Destructoid, Engadget, GameSpot, and Polygon. You've been listening to 3PC News. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. nothing that we're gonna get seriously seriously into but it was something that i find kind of interesting and wanted to see how each of us and how how this has pretty much influenced us game wise uh on july 31st was the 30th anniversary of the nintendo game boy coming out july 31st 1989 the game boy is an 8-bit handheld gaming console developed and manufactured by Nintendo, the first handheld in the Game Boy family. It was first released in Japan on April 21st, 1989, then North America three months later. It was designed by the same team that developed Game & Watch and several Nintendo Entertainment Systems. Pretty much Gunpei Yokoi yeah. was the one who designed a lot of what the Game Boy was. Nintendo's second handheld game console, the Nintendo Game Boy, combines features from both the NES home system and Game & Watch hardware. The console features a dual-screen dot matrix screen with adjustable contrast dials, five control buttons, a directional pad, two game buttons, and start and select, a two-voice speaker with adjustable volumes and dials, and like its rivals, uses cartridges as physical media for games. The color scheme is made from two tones of gray with the scent of black, blue, and maroon. All corners of the portrait-oriented rectangular units are softly rounded, save for the bottom right, which is curved. At launch, it was sold either a standalone unit, a bundle with one of the several games, Super Mario Land, or Tetris among them. Several accessories were also developed, including carrying pouches and printers. So, I don't know, for me, like, I remember, I don't remember, the, like, 89, like, oh, this is the Game Boy, but I remember, like, 
kids at school taking the Game Boy. I never owned a Game Boy until like Game Boy Color. And even then it wasn't mine. It was my sister's. They bought a, her a Game Boy Color for her, but I, you know, I would take it and, and play it all the time. But when kids would bring it to school, I just remember playing it and just remember being like, man, you got to put like, four, was it how many batteries did it take? Four or four six? Four or six. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to blink, but it's like, oh man, this it takes all kinds of batteries and whoa, you got a Mega Man game for it. Oh, you got a Mario game for it. And like, you have to be like close up to the light and everything and just playing it that way. But I don't know, for me, like, uh, uh, it was cool. Like, it was like, oh, it's an NES, but in your pocket, even though it wasn't as like graphically impressive as an NES, but it was close to it. Uh, that was something I really liked about the the Game Boy. I don't know how what, how you guys were with a Game Boy, like what you experienced. So I got a Game Boy, I think it was for Christmas. Um, for me back then, it, it so obviously the first thing I'm is Tetris. I, I think without the Game Boy, there's a possibility Tetris wouldn't have become so fucking ingrained in me because that was oh, the packing yeah. game. Now, Super, you said Super Marlin ended up being a packing game, but that was later. Initially, it was just Tetris. Yeah, it was um, just Tetris, yeah. and that was just a fucking huge. That that was just a monster in of itself because I mean, that was the first game to me. That was widely. It was like like now you have your phones and people play casual games. You know what I mean? You can play a game, whether it's fucking like Tetris. Well, no, no, I was gonna say something. <laughs> that's fucking like the the Jewel Candy Crush or all this shit. Yeah, you yeah. play those, those those casual games. Everyone plays them. They're so fucking popular. Tetris was the first casual handheld game because anyone could play it. You know what I mean? Like you have a Game Boy, you could pass it on to your sister, your brother, your mom, your dad, and it was Tetris, and they would all they you people wanted to play it. They liked it. Um, so I just remember how big Tetris became, or, and I think in part that was in part because of the Game Boy. The other thing I remember about the Game Boy was for me, like when you bring up like it's you know it wasn't yet yeah in retrospect it's it wasn't that advanced. You had to do a lot of those things to see clearly, and even like as you moved, like that blurriness was always still there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But prior to, for me personally, prior to playing the Game Boy. The closest thing that you had with handhelds were like Tiger Electronic handhelds, <laughs> yeah. which were basically LED based. And, yeah. you know, you're they were you're playing the same thing over and over. And, yeah, things got harder, but it was all LE, you know, or not even LCD, LCD, you know, little movements. You got a high score. That was it. There wasn't much yeah. else to that. So being able to play these, you know, like almost console type games. You know, and they were basically, I mean, you could get a, yeah. you know, they were pretty lengthy and having that variety was a huge thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember for me, it, w- it was a big deal. Now, I never really played any of the big time classic games because I, I had my Game Boy, I had Tetris, but I wasn't really like, I was more stoked just to have it. So a lot of the games I played were really all that great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember being like, I remember getting one of the, I think I had Castlevania. It was really, really cool playing Castlevania. And it was like. You know, I was like, "Wow, I'm I'm really playing a Castlevania game." Yeah, here. yeah. Um, I I think I had a Ninja Turtles game, which I was like, "Wow, this is fucking awesome!" It was like it was a Ninja Turtles game. It wasn't like was the it the Return of the Foot Clan, something like that. I think it I didn't play. One. It wasn't shitty like the NES version. No, Ninja Turtles. Return it was a more Mac. of like a hack and slash, but it felt right. Like it felt cool. And I remember playing it, thinking, "This is fucking really cool." You could swap in and out the turtles. It was they had this this thing you could do, and I was like. I mean, you know, in retrospect, was it really that good? Probably not, but it was fun. Like, it was cool. Yeah. So it was It was just really, uh, it was definitely, like, a cool thing. You know, I just, my memories were pretty fond of it and just being like, wow, this is this is awesome. I'm playing, like, like after that, you're like, I, I can't go back to a Tiger Electronic game. You know yeah. what I mean? You're like, no, I can't do this no more. And I remember, like, not long after, Tiger tried doing 
something kind of like that. They had the watch, and then they had the little VR. Well, thing. then they had like this whole thing where you could buy the cartridges, but it was still LE fucking D games. Like yeah. you had the controller, and then you plus on LED. But you're like LC, they're LCD games. They're, they're just, not yeah. Really, yeah. I think it really killed a lot of that going forward. Um, because prior to that, Tiger Electronics, it was like, here's Castlevania with LCD. And like, as you're a kid, you're like, oh, it's Castlevania. And you go play, it's like, oh, oh, yeah, this is. Yeah, I had a Sonic you're like, this shitty. is shitty. Yeah. You know, that you really couldn't do much with it. Very little sound, if at all. You know, like, it was just, it seemed cool. Yeah. But like, once you got playing, you're like, oh, that's, that's right. These aren't, these aren't that fun. Yeah. So, um,. Yeah, like my memories of the Game Boy were fucking, you know, it was it was cool and it was like, yeah, it's like that first time to play like a console game on, you know, like the way I guess it was intended to be played kind yeah. of. Yeah. The um I I find it like funny like one of my favorite games for the Game Boy is uh The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. In the what the first time I ever experienced Link's Awakening, I didn't even want it. It's a funny story. Because it was when I had a Game Boy Advance and I wanted um, The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past because they ported the Super Nintendo game to the Game Boy Advance. And I remember asking for that as a gift for my birthday and the girlfriend I had at the time uh, got me that a game, a Legend of Zelda game, but it wasn't a Link to the Past. It was Link's Awakening. But I didn't know that much about Link's Awakening at that time. So when she surprised me, she's like, here you go. And it was a used copy of Link's Awakening. Knowing now what I know and how much I like that game, I was I would have been like, oh, awesome, Link's Awakening. But I was like, oh, thank you. This is the wrong one. <laughs> fucking asshole. You would do that. Of course you would. Of course. Would. Like, you got me the wrong fucking... I and ordered I medium re- fries. I didn't <laughs> want these large yeah. fries. And then, hey, no, I didn't know any better at that time. Um, and then you got the she got, she got pissed off. She got mad. Um, and you know, I could have been I could have been an asshole and been like, "Was this fucking wrong, dumb dumbass?" And then what she did, it. huh? What she did, dude? No, I was just like, "Oh, <laughs> awesome, thank you." This is the wrong one. You did you say that or do you think that? No, I said it. <laughs> See how you did You were a fucking asshole Whoa Okay Whatever Anyway But but now I would have been like oh, Link's Awakening Awesome yeah. You're like I'm gonna suck your dick now oh. <laughs> 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 But uh, yeah I mean I just, I remember that And I just, just remembering Like how huge Fucking Pokemon got Like during when that ge- When that came out yeah. Especially for like Game Boy It was everywhere I didn't know that Game Boy Until the SP Oh, the Advance, Game Boy maybe. Advance. I think the the Advance, and then I got the SP. Uh huh. Um, but I didn't really appreciate the 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 game because I was like, "What is Madden good in this?" And I was by Madden because I, I didn't know. Oh, I, was, okay. I wasn't as open minded as I am now with games. If I was, I would have fucking got. I would have got all the yeah Metroid games, Castlevania games, all the fucking cool shit. Zelda. Yeah, I would have done the same thing. Like at the time, huh? I would have the same like with the like the real quick like at the time you just like yeah kind of like as a kid you're just like I'll just take whatever game I can yeah. find like you, you, that's what you did yeah and I remember getting some games that were fucking like there was one the only way I could really it was an RPG and I didn't like fucking RPGs as a kid and I played this a shitload of this one because it just felt good and it was it was sort of like a Final Fantasy type RPG but it wasn't Final Fantasy was it the Secret of Mana one. No, or this, the this, mana was, game? this I don't know. It was basic. 
was very Japanese. It was very like the, the even the the characters like you controlled and everything just had this like almost like a samurai. I don't think it was samurai. Uh huh. And it was kind of tactical. Uh huh. All uh sort of like how you were explaining what uh, Fire Emblem is now. Like, okay. It, but it but I don't know what to explain. But I played the fuck out of this game and I liked it. It was for Game Boy. I was like, yeah. And I was like, and I. And, I don't even know, like, if I could find the name of it. I don't even know that if that cartridge came across me, like, I yeah. would know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, But I remember putting in a shitload of time in this game and liking it. Yeah, like, so there was, like, that's the other thing, too. Like, I played some interesting games. Not everything was great, but I remember finding a couple of games that were just, like, I didn't think I'd like them, and I was like, <laughs> fuck, I, I like yeah. this. Yeah. It's crazy to see, like, how how we were as kids, like, when the Game Boy came out, and it was like, whoa, it's like taking the, the console games that i play on my 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 console on the go with me portably either in the car or when i go to my grandma's house my cousin's house whatever you're taking it all portably and then it going from the game boy color to the game boy pocket to like game boy advance game boy advance sp to the ds the 3ds and now it's just the nintendo switch it's a portable and your home console it's like you're taking it with you so it's like it's what we wanted as kids not knowing that's what we were gonna get in the future like, if you told your small self, like, hey, you know how you're, like, excited because this is, like, your Nintendo? And you're like, yeah. It's like, how crazy would it be if your Nintendo was what you're holding in your hand? You can take it with you whenever you want and then play it on your TV. You'd probably be like, there's no way that's possible, you know? Well, even the Game Boy Advance player for the GameCube, you're like, just imagine all this stuff is going to be in a little fucking thing and you can play it yeah, handheld yeah. or on your TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fucking 15 years ago, like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> You're like, oh, get away from me, mister. <laughs> yeah. Any other final words on the Game Boy? I mean, I mean, because I think I didn't own one. I think out of all of us, the original Game Boy, only you owned it, right, Joe? I owned it uh, Game Boy know. Color. Yeah, I got it. And I then, got it. Well, it wasn't mine again. And then you didn't get to the Advance. So we kind of got all three generations. Yeah. In. We had like Game Boy. Then I was Game Boy Color. Uh, oh, damn. We go. Advanced. That's age, dude. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. If you think about it, Game Boy. We all got it. Because like, Joe's older than all of us. In the middle. Game Boy Color. And Game me? Boy Advance, <gasps> and then we all got the 3DS. We did. No, we got. You got a DS, right, Joe? We had a DS, right? I think I didn't ever had a DS. No, we had no? A 3DS. no, DS I had Lite? 3DS yet. No, I didn't oh, do it. Oh, you never I, did any. Of those? I missed no. the DS whole. You weren't like, like oh, I want to use Brain Age. I'm, I want to be. Brain smart. Age was cool. <laughs> yeah, Brain Age was cool. <laughs> I still have that. I have it's like a mind game, like math, yeah. uh, logic. I remember stuff. that, but I didn't play. But what was gonna push you? Like, oh damn, Beyonce's playing Nintendo's, dude. I gotta get that shit. I didn't get a 3DS because it was like it just seemed really cool. Myland? Huh? Yeah, well, that was, well, like, like, but no, like, I, well, I think the big thing for me when it first came out, 3DS was like, oh, I thought it was the novelty it was cute, cool, like the, the whole 3D thing. Yeah. And then, but I, what, what I really bought on it was when the price dropped and you got those 20 free NES, SNES games. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll fucking oh, get one now. Right. Remember that ambassador <laughs> yeah, program? Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'll get one of those. Oh, ones. you got that, huh? Yeah. Damn. I wish you did. You got rid of your 3DS, huh? Mm-hmm. I would have fucking bought that off you to get that. You just trade it in or you give it to somebody? Trade it in. Oh. Well, yeah. Well, that's going to be it for this week. If you want to send us any questions, comments, or concerns, you can send it to us at therapeuticcontrollerpodcast at gmail.com or our Instagram at therapeuticcontrollerpodcast. Yes, it's therapeuticcontrollerpodcast with a three. Thanks for listening. I am your host, Jesse P.S. Lira with... Beto Esparza. And our special guest... I'm still the regular co-host, Joe Ramirez. And we may not be as good as everyone else, but we gotta get the job done. Later. Peace.
What is the truth about Joe? Farting is a it's a natu- it's a natural thing to do. By who? 